Hi everyone, this is Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Everything is Football. Don't go away. Hello everyone, I'm Mark Geshman, and welcome to another EIF podcast. It's Tuesday, August 2nd. Joaquin Del Mar Perez is joining me today, and we are here to get you caught up on all the news. And we'll start, obviously, it's the summer, and we all love the transfer window. And there have been a couple deals that have gone through, one being... Kevin Gamero moving on to Atletico Madrid to form a partnership with his French compatriot, Antoine Griezmann. And I know that Joaquin is very excited about that. We'll hear his his thoughts on that in a moment. But we'll also get you caught up on the fact that it appears as the Swansea City captain, Ashley Williams, and Wales captain, we saw how inspiring he was for them, looks to be set to join Everton in a 10 million pound deal, which is interesting. Um, so Tom, so Joaquin, what do you think about Kevin Gamero? I know you're very excited about that. All I've got to say is let's put aside the BBC. Let's put aside the MSN. We've got the GGG baby, Gaetan Gamero Griezmann. The triple G. But uh, in, all, in all seriousness, wow. I mean, Gamero already has an unbelievable work ethic, so it's not going to be an issue for him to blend into the Simeone system. And now when they play and when they want to be a very vertical team on the counter, they can play with both Carrasco and Gaetan on the wings, um, play with Gamero and Griezmann up top, and that's just going to be blistering pace all around those four, just vertical, good dribbling, and just a very very aggressive attacking mentality. So I love it. I, yeah. I, I can't complain. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And I think it's for, I think for the past couple seasons, Atletico have been trying to sort of make that step up in the transfer window in the off season and find some more, um, some more dynamic attackers. They've, they've always sort of had one, whether it was Falcao back in the day, it was pretty much just Falcao. It was then uh, the next year is pretty much just Diego Costa. And then year after that, as we saw, it was pretty much just Griezmann last year with, with the occasional help from Yannick Ferrer, Carrasco, and Saul. But they tried to bring in Jackson Martinez, failed horribly. They tried to bring in Luciano Vieto, failed horribly. They brought in Angel Correa. He's still a young kid, still has promise, but it didn't pan out like they thought. In, in the end, the one who partnered Griezmann the best was Torres. And as much as we all love Torres and as an Atleti fan, I know you love uh, El- What a rejuvenating you. season. <laughs> the hashtag throwback years of his Liverpool days where you were just banging in goals. And, and I know you love El Nino, but he is not the man that you need next to Griezmann if you want to win La Liga, if you want to win the Champions League. And I think they finally just hit the nail on the head. I think Kevin Gamero is going to fit so perfectly into this team. Um, with his work rate, his movement off the ball, and he'll allow he'll stretch the defense and allow Griezmann to pick it up in the little pockets, which he loves to do. And so I think this is going to be an absolute home run. And for the first time in about four or five years, Atletico are not only going to have one superstar striker, but they're going to have two. And you throw in Nico Gaetan, Ferrer Carrasco, Saul, Koke, for once... Atletico have real, real options going forward. And I think this is going to scare Barcelona and Real Madrid a lot because we all know how good Atletico are defensively. 
and you throw in a couple more game changers like they have this season, it's definitely looking good for the Roji Blanco this yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, it's like they haven't lost any main major pieces for the first um, time in a while. Really, yeah, for the, it really, it really is, it, and it's it's a, it's a it's a new stance. It's a it's a new philosophy from the club. They're telling all the big boys, "Look, we're not a small guy anymore. You're not going to take our players. We're a big guy too, and we want to win." Mm. And uh, it's that mentality that look, we're not here to just maybe scrap out a title here and there. We're here to compete on every single title. And I think Atletico, I think they'll be able to snag one of the three next year. I think it's very realistic. Mm, definitely. And so we'll move on to another transfer, another one that's near and dear to your heart. Argentina's Jonathan Cayeri confirmed today, the Boca, uh, sorry, Sao Paulo striker, formerly of Boca Juniors, um, confirming that he is going to West Ham United which is ending, which may end their very prolonged striker search. They've been linked with everyone on the face of the earth, much like Barcelona have been. And but they seem they have finally gotten their man, Jonathan Cayeri. He scored, I believe, sixteen goals in the Brazilian league last year, and as well was the was the Copa Libertadores top scorer. He's a young kid. If you don't know much about him, watch him in the Olympics coming up. He's going to be leading the line along with another one we just mentioned, Angel Correa, for Argentina. And I think that this is going to be a great move. He was heralded a bit more earlier in his career, and he was, many people thought, would be you know, the next Higuain or Aguero, and it never perfectly panned out for him. But, hey, we all know that Tevez got his start at West Ham. So maybe this is the beginning of a brilliant career for Jonathan Cairi. Joaquin just thoughts about this i know that you've seen him play a bunch how do you feel about this yeah he um when i would watch him play in the argentinian league he was always a very physical presence a very annoying guy to have to mark and um he definitely fell off a little bit around like because he he started off playing pretty pretty early like around 19 20 years old he was already getting confidence from boca juniors but um towards like his 22 21 uh, he fell off a little bit, but um, I think this is a great opportunity for him. And the Prem style, I think it's it's the best league that suits him. Uh, he's going to relish that sort of physical presence. And I think uh, service from both Faguli and Paye is going to be great for him. And I think he's going to learn a lot from those two players with him. And I think the key for him is that he should be the starting striker as soon as he gets back from the Olympics, and that will help him. But the only concern I have for him is the fact that he is at the Olympics. And mm. that, you know, that has been shown to throw people off a bit, new signings a bit, when they can't join in with the team right away. Um, you know, where they maybe they're injured coming in, or maybe they sign on transfer deadline day and they can't really get accustomed right away. So I think that that's the one thing that could potentially hurt him. Like, let's say, you know, Andy Carroll or someone else, one of their other strikers, gets off to a flyer in their first couple games, scores two goals, well, then he's not going to start right away when he comes back because you got to go with the hot hand. So if I had one concern, it would be that and the fact that they're moving, um, that he's moving to a new league. It's a completely different challenge uh, moving from South America. Um, but I think that he will definitely be a good fit. He has the physicality, as you said, to play in the Premier League, so I don't think that that'll be too much of an issue. But... I think that coming off the Olympics, he'll be a little tired. 
it might be a little, it might take him a, a couple weeks, a couple months to really get acclimated and hopefully be the number nine that West Ham desperately need because their midfield is stacked. Um, but speaking of Argentina, this is a real a perfect show for you today, Joaquin. Just because <laughs> you, you a, couldn't have picked a better person yeah, for this podcast, yeah, we, we could not have. And we're sticking with your country yet again, and the crisis over for the Argentinian national team. The coaching crisis seems to be over. Yeah, well, hired... that's, that's the only crisis we've we've uh, we've settled. <laughs> yeah, uh, the tax uh, money brought... and whatnot. That's a whole other disaster. <laughs> And the and the small issue of three consecutive final losses: Messi's retirement, Aguero's retirement, Iguain's retirement. All these guys' potential retirement. Well, Iguain's man... retirement isn't an issue. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good news for you guys. Um, the man they brought in is Eduardo Bauza. Yeah, Edgardo Bauza. Edgardo Bauza. I, I think you pronounced it better than I did, so it's okay. Right, good, good. My, I have been working on my Spanish. Um, <laughs> He comes in with a long history of coaching in South America, um, mainly in Argentina. He's from Rosario, um, which maybe has something to do with it. Maybe they want a guy from Messi's hometown to coax him to ensure that he will come back. Many people think he will come back, but maybe this is you know, a play to firmly get Messi. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to speak too much on him. I've never seen him coach. I don't know too much about which teams he managed. I know he had some success I'm just from looking at his, his bio and his uh, history. But Joaquin, obviously, this is, pertains a lot to you. Are you happy with this decision? Or would you have rather they went for someone like trying to get maybe Jorge Sampaoli part-time or Diego Simeone part-time or Mauricio Pochettino part-time? Yeah, I know they, they really, really tried to go for those three um, on a part-time job, and it, and it didn't really work out. But they um, they uh, funneled it down to three candidates. One was this guy called Russo from Argentina. Uh, he Again, another guy that just coached a bunch of teams in Argentina. Uh, another was Ram, Ramon Diaz, which is another coach. He's coached a bunch of teams in Argentina. And then Bausa was the third candidate. And of the three, I'd say... I'm most content with Bausa because every time he's gone to a team, he's brought him a pretty decent and and good amount of success. He's won two Libertadores, uh, 2008 with a team from Ecuador, and then in 2013, he won it with San Lorenzo. And uh, I got to watch that San Lorenzo team play a lot, and they were a very, very talented team. Uh, what like the caliber of players that they had was very good for the for the Argentinian league, but they were very rigid and they were very organized. And he's a guy who gets the best out of his players and knows how to win big games. He's he's known for doing that. Um, so I'm I'm content with the signing. I don't know if it's necessarily that sort of inspiring coach that Messi will be like, oh, you know that that's going to make me want to come out of retirement and. He happened to coach his rival team from Rosario. He coached Central and not Newell's. But um, I think Bausa. I mean, even if I, I know it's 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 a it's a bad thing to say. Like as an Argentina fan, I, I could never imagine watching the national team playing without Messi. But if we do play without the best player in the world, I still think he can bring some sort of level of rigidity and tactical awareness and sense of pride back to the team and hopefully 
fuel some anger into the other players and not just see a, a messy Mascherano show every single game. Mm. Well, there you have it. An Argentinian's perspective and an Atletico's <laughs> perspective on all sorts of Argentina and Atletico news today. That's all we have time for. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud at EIF Soccer. And give us a like on Facebook at Everything is Football. Bye-bye. And your shoes ain't off the shelves. You straight out of magazine. Feel things I ain't ever felt. Yeah.